0: Hey, welcome to Long Distance Sisters. I'm Tori. I'm McKenna. And I'm Serena. Come chat with us while we're far apart. Okay, let's get started. Okay, so the next day, so I stayed at Jungle Lodge Tikal. They have like their exploration headquarters, which are kind of their hostel rooms. And those were $40 a night plus taxes. So it was more like forty eight dollars, I think and then shuttle was twenty dollars round trip. And so the shuttle picked me up from the island of Flores at seven and no one I think was had booked the 730 shuttle from the airport so we just went straight from the island to to the lodge and it took about an hour. so that was pretty good timing. Um, and I got my breakfast that morning from Delirio Cafe. So the the shuttle was picking me up from Hotel Isla de Flores. And they have a bakery right there just around the corner from the lobby. So I got my breakfast there. And I also got, I got like a bagel without cream cheese, came with a side of fruit. I also got an order of that to go which I ended up snacking on the fruit right when I got to Tikal and I saved that second bagel for my breakfast the next morning. So I didn't feel like having avocado toast for breakfast because I don't like avocado. So yeah, I got on my shuttle. The shuttle driver was super nice. Definitely pointed a few things out on the way to Tikal. Once I got to Tikal, thankfully my room was ready right when I got there at about eight. So they let me go to my room right away, which there's no guarantee of a room being ready till three, which my guided tour started at three. But yeah, it was ready, which was great. So I could like drop off my stuff, organize what I was gonna bring with me. And I had it to like come back to throughout the day as I pleased. And so I went from there to get like my wristband. And then I entered decal, took a picture of this big map, um, a little up the ways from where you get your wristbands. At the edge of the Lodges driveway, it's, like, kind of across the street leading into Tikal, into the actual park park, like, where the ruins are, across from, like, the vendors and, like, the restaurant for general guests. Because I don't think you can eat at the Lodges restaurant if you're not staying there. I'm not quite sure about that, though. But, yeah, so I walked up that road into Tikal a little bit. I think okay so yeah I was like right here and down here is where they like have everything pick up your tickets and everything and then I took this route right here because I knew I was going to see over here and then I think right here and the lost world over here for um if if you're listening to the podcast I'm sorry I am pointing to a map on the video version um so yeah I immediately went up to the right and kind of hit these some of these complexes went up to the north zone um, and then back down and kind of up this uh, a path that is not marked on this map <laughs> Um but eventually I found my way unless there wasn't a lake there I don't know but I made my way to Temple 4 which is under um refurbishment while I was there so it wasn't climbable but that is the temple that um, in Star Wars, A New Hope. So the first one that came out, episode four, um, they shot from that temple to get a view of like temples three and one and some other structures for, uh, what was it? Yeah, yeah, y- y- um, the rebel base in that movie, like the landscape shots, so those article. Coincidentally, pure coincidence, two Disney things on this trip one each day so yeah and that's that's where I ran into John uh from yoga again so that was cool like I mean we both knew we were gonna be in tea call that day so it was like cool I didn't exchange any kind of contact information with anyone I met on this trip it was just like hey bye nice meeting you peace out that kind of stuff yeah he said like as you're backpacking if you like go to backpack for a few months a lot of people kind of take the same route like starting further south and south and making their way up central america so every now and then you cross past the same people over and over again so yeah it was kind of cool to get a little bit of that in Flores and call and then i kind of went around and did like temple five and some of the structures over there and then My grand finale for my first part, my first kind of leg in Tikal was the Grand Plaza, which was a great place to finish. Um, The North Acropolis used to be a cemetery. You can climb Temple 2. And yeah, it was just like really fun, really interesting and neat, Um, especially when I was going out to like the North Zone. Like I didn't see anyone when I was um, walking this path right here to and from the north zone and then I passed like one group on the way from I think this is complex Q or something I don't know to temple four um and there were like noises I heard in the jungle I'm not sure what they were (laughs) what animal they were whether it was like aggressive or courtship or something I have a recording of it I should probably figure it out but if I do, when by the time I'm editing this video, I will put it on the screen. But yeah, it was hot. I was maybe out there for like three hours, but I had plenty of water, which was good. Um, and my room at the lodge came with two complimentary bottles of water. Um, you don't drink, drink tap water in Guatemala. Hostel Macarena also had like free water available to people staying there it so that, that was great. I don't know if Los Amigos has that. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if they did though. So yeah, I like never had to pay for a bottle of water on this or any kind of water on this trip, which was really nice. I did factor that into my budget. So I'm glad I didn't have to actually spend money on water. After this three hour leg NT call, I did go like kind of clean up a little at my hotel. And that was kind of like a little after 12. So I went to lunch. I got black bean soup, which I had a lot of hot food on this trip, um, but it didn't bother me too much, thankfully. But yeah, I got guatemalan and black bean soup, came with really nice fluffy bread. Oh, that was so good. And then I also got tostones, which I saved about half of them for a um, snack. They didn't keep well, but I mean, they were still tasty the next day. So yeah, and I got Gatorade at lunch too. So I, I guess I did pay for like, cause I, you, like the bottle, the water there you would have had to pay for and it would have been bottled. So like, if it's going to be bottled, no matter what, I'm just gonna get Gatorade. Cause I was obviously sweating a lot. So I figured electrolytes would be good to put into my body. And it was like five Kitsalis more than a bottle of water. So I think, I think the soup was like 50 quetzales, tostones, 45 quetzales, Gatorade. I want to say 20 quetzales. So it was like 115 quetzales. Lunch, 10% service charge was included. So it ended up being like 126.50 quetzales. Still less than $20 for like an appetizer, or a meal, and a drink. That's good. And then I like went to the pool for a little bit and cool, cooled down in there i think i organized my money when i got back to my room and then just before three i got to the lobby for my guided tour my sunset tour um i was with one couple that were from well the guy was from and his name was guy hi guy i don't think guy's listening to this but he was from london but he lived with his partner i'm not sure if she was his wife or just really long-term girlfriend She's from the Canary Islands, and now they both live on the Canary Islands. So, hi, Guy and Alba, on the very unlikely chance that you are listening to this, uh, and hi, John, on the very unlikely chance you are listening to this too. I guess, but yeah, they were such a sweet couple. Our guide was so nice. Um, he told us the story about how, like, he moved to the jungle right outside Tikal in like 1980 or something, and he had like. There were three neighboring families, like there was hardly anyone else living in the jungle. And back then, like the wildlife wasn't used to humans, so they weren't afraid of humans yet. Now they are really afraid of humans because of all the hunting humans have done, they're just like scared of humans now. Um, understandably so. But yeah, we're not sure if like how true that story was. Like maybe the Puma just like kind of took some steps toward him and his sister. Um, but he said he only had to run for, like, 50 meters, and it was kind of far away to start. But I don't know. I mean, we all have distorted our own childhood memories in some way, shape, or form. But yeah, it was cool. It was also his birthday, so that's exciting. Yeah, I learned a lot from him. So on the Jungle Lodge's website, it says, like, the kind of topics each tour will cover. It didn't, like, exactly cover all of those things, but it did cover... Some of the things I was most interested in, like the Mayan calendar and like astronomy um, and decals collapse. So I thought I was really interested. I don't want to give away like all the information that I learned on that tour just because, I don't know, I did pay for it and I feel like you guys, if you want to go, you should pay for it too and support these businesses and these local people. But yeah, it's very cool how connected, like, my people were to the big dipper and they're still looking for i think the seventh temple because the big big dipper has seven stars in it that like make up its points and there are six and so far the six match like the where the stars in the big dipper are So they know that they still have to, like, do some uncovering of the six and do some work. But then they think the seventh will kind of be that, like, last far out star end of the handle in the Big Dipper. So, yeah, I think that's really cool. And just, like, seven's a really big number in the Mayan culture, too, because of that. And, like, that also correlates with the Mayan calendar. So when the Big Dipper would appear in the north, then... That meant the start of their new year, which was the winter solstice, like December 21st. So their calendar wasn't all that off from our calendar. But it's all like really, really interesting. And I'm glad I learned a lot on that tour. Sunset, very cloudy. So it wasn't like the great sunset. But it was cool being there when hardly any people were out. And it was cool walking through the ruins as it got darker um And, like, using a flashlight to, like, look in at some stuff. So, yeah, it was cool learning a lot more than I would have learned from signs around the place. Yeah, it was a really nice guided tour. But I went back. Oh, I should probably show you. This is Temple 5. This is the tallest Temple um, at 57 meters. Um, it has seven platforms leading up to the top. Again, seven after the Big Dipper. But the structure of it was a little inspired by the Aztecs with, like, the rounded edges instead of the square edges at the end of each of those platforms, which you can't really see in this picture. So, yeah, it was really cool, really pretty. And actually, like, only 20% of the ruins are uncovered. Um, A lot of the backs of these temples were just like completely covered in like grass and it looked like a hill if you were standing from the back. For structures that are still completely covered they can still kind of figure out its shape using some kind of fancy equipment and so I think that was really cool like when I saw the sign for the South Acropolis and how like this is what the images tell us it looks like. I wish I feel like that also had like seven platforms. But yeah the like I think this was the one where the the ruler, I think it was the 22nd ruler of Tikal. He went by animal skull or whatever that like the Mayan translation for that is. But yeah, animal skull. Skull. But yeah, that was really pretty. That was really cool. Okay, and then this is the view from Temple 2. So that one is a climbable one. You have like you're not actually walking on the ruins you're walking on like a platform that's like above the ruins and stairs that go along the side of it um and to the left is north acropolis which has a cemetery for like the higher class people and then in the front is temple one which you can't tell from this picture but that's one of the ones where like the back of the structure is just like a hill yeah so that was cool. That was really pretty. And that's in the Grand Plaza. That is a view. This picture shows a view of Temple. Um, oh, that's of Temple Two from the North Acropolis, um, which had so many places like Crom walk around. Same with the Central Acropolis on the other side, which is kind of where Royals stayed. And behind the Central Acropolis was one of the reservoirs that held all their water. Um, I think they had 13 reservoirs total and Tikal's collapse was actually because they went through a few years of droughts and there was just no water around for them, even like miles around. Um, but they had systems built in place so that all the water, when it rained would drain into these reservoirs. And then on the other side of that reservoir was temple five. And apparently it was very colorful. So like all the wealthy people when sitting inside on the hot days, They had a beautiful view of the reservoir, so the water view and the colorful Temple Five. And actually, all the ground, like in the city itself, was stone. Like they took away all the grass, all the trees. So it's like there was no shade unless you were inside a structure or like you went just outside the city limits, I guess, into the jungle. No shade. Which is like kind of crazy for the location. But yeah. Must have been very bright there because it it's like light colored stone. Yeah. So that was cool. There were Kowatis everywhere. They were so cute. I had a friend actually when I post this on Instagram today. I post my pictures like after my trips. So that you can like really enjoy it. But I mean my uh, Hostel Macarena and the Jungle Lodge had Wi-Fi. Jungle Lodge only had it in the lobby, but T-Call has no service. So if you're trying to use data, you can't. Uh, so I kept my phone on airplane mode and would turn on Wi-Fi when I was in the hotel, like restaurant or pool or something. Um, Even though like my room was like literally right next to the lobby pretty much, I still do not have the Wi-Fi in my room, which is fine. Cause I had like Netflix and Disney Plus stuff downloaded. I'm ready to watch, so it was cool. But um, koalas, so cute. Don't get like, don't like approach them and get too close to them. They do have really sharp fangs and they can like, and claws and stuff. So they can do some damage to you. Um, so just keep a respectful distance. Saw lots of them. Saw lots of red fronted parrots. Saw quite a good bit of spider monkeys. I heard some howler monkeys um during the night, which was really neat. Howler monkeys do sound eerie, but if you go in knowing that when you hear it, you're like, oh, listen to those monkeys. That's so cool. I saw two two toucans out there. And then there were my guide, like, took a picture of a tarantula in like a little hole, like using my flash. And so, like, I went and the other people with me, like, we went and looked at it. So that was really cool. So saw a They said they also saw like a larger one earlier that day because this one was like, hmm, this big. And I think the one they saw earlier in that day was like more like that big. Um, But he just stayed in his hole. Like when we came to get a little bit of a closer look, like, he just like, so still, I'm sure he was like, uh, please don't touch me. <laughs> but yeah, lots of k- kawadis. And then for the guided tour, which I was there August 20th, on April 25th and August 20th, the shadow of Temple 1 perfectly aligned or shadow of Temple 2 perfectly aligns with Temple 1 at 5 p.m. Um, I don't know if there's any significance to those dates. So, like, the minds like, want to know when it's those days at that time. But, yeah, so it was cool to see that happen on that day. And the guide that it was after that the guide told us it was his birthday. So he loves Giving this tour on his birthday because he gets to see this really cool thing that only happens twice a year. But yeah, that was really neat and interesting. So we went to the Lost World, to the plaza on one of the structures over there to watch the sun set. And while Temple Four is under refurbishment, that's also where they're watching the sunrise. But normally sunrise is from Temple Four. But yeah, so the Star Wars shot was shot from Temple Four. Um, of temples three. And one, so yeah, if you're a Star Wars person, my soon to be brother-in-law, very big on Star Wars. Hi, Kevin. You guys know Kevin. Well, if you've listened to other episodes, I'm sure we have a whole episode on Star Wars too. We'll make sure to link that in like one of the cards on the YouTube video and stuff. But yeah, okay, here's kind of like the comparison picture I did for that. So on top, you have the Star Wars and New Hope picture. Shot from Temple 4 of Temples 1 and 3. I know the picture says 2. Just ignore it. Um, so, yeah, you can kind of see, like, the little window right here on Temple 1 and see here. And so that's kind of cool. After that, went back to the hostel. I kind of, our room came with, like, or my room came with two towels. And the rooms, the hostel rooms there, they're, like, private. The All the rooms are private. You either get one double bed or two single beds. Um, I had two single beds, which they let me know when I booked because they said it was the only room left. Um, And there are like mosquito nets for each bed. And then it's like a shared bathroom. So it's kind of dorm style. I think it's where like UPenn students stay when they come do their archaeology stuff there. But yeah, went, used the second towel to kind of mop myself up. And then I went to go eat, which I got like Mediterranean pasta and I just asked for it without cheese and then they were serving alcohol so I got a tamarind margarita which I heard tamarind is sweet and tangy I kept 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 I kept seeing like when margaritas would be on the menus like tamarind would be a flavor option so I got tamarind margarita it was very good uh, you could definitely taste the tequila which normally I don't like but it was very smooth and I was like very into it. So yeah, that was nice. Very nice. And I think it was forty-two quetzales for the margarita, um, which is like five something dollars. And then seventy two, I think, for the pasta. So yeah, still good prices. Oh, and then I went into the pool and this time it was only me at the pool, um, which was really nice. And I kinda like I think it was my first time in the pool that day. Uh, so I went in the afternoon and I was just kind of sitting in the pool. There are other people around, but I didn't care. I was just kind of sitting there looking at the jungle around me. And I was just like, I paid for this trip. i bought myself. And here I am, really relaxing and enjoying myself at this nice hotel. And yeah, it was really cool. But yeah, dinner was good. I definitely liked lunch better with the. Not just because it was more authentic food, but I thought that food tasted better. But, I mean, there are only so many vegan options. I'm not sure if other stuff could be made vegan. I, I didn't ask. I just asked about the specific things that I was ordering. But, yeah, chilled in the pool, showered, and then I finished the Age of Adeline and snacked on some, snacked on, like, a protein bar and some of the, like, nut and raisin mix from... Los Amigos, um, and just very chill. Loved listening to the animals out there. They also have, they um, there were some cicadas out. It didn't seem to be like a big cicada year, but their cicadas look totally different from the from the ones here in North America. They're like black and green. But yeah, it was cool that they had. I was like, I didn't know they had cicadas in Central America. But yeah, like the whole okay, so like the whole time I was in the, like, park park, like, the ruins part of Tikal, I just, I could not, and I still cannot wrap my mind around being around structures that old, like, some of them were built 300 AD, but, like, 300 AD, I was standing next to things so incredibly old, and I couldn't wrap my mind around that, like, I mean, all the jungle, like, all the greenery and stuff around that, no tree in the park is as old as these structures and stuff. So, like, all the grass, all the trees, everything, like, this is way older, still way older than all of that. And it's just amazing. Because, like, we have trees in America, I'm sure, that are older than this country. Or, like, like, when we became independent, at least. So it's just crazy that, like, these structures are just that old. I think that is insanely cool. But yeah, the next morning, I just ate breakfast in my room, the bagel, the apple, the rest of my Gatorade. Um, And then I took an 815 shuttle to the airport, got there a little after nine, had the same driver as the day before, and I was just, I was by myself again in the shuttle. Well, he actually, he picked up another like a employee from another hotel to drop off along the way. And then when he dropped him off, there was a jungle lodge employee who came in, who had ridden a motorcycle that far with another jungle lodge employee, but she had to go further. So she got in. And then we, we kept going, which is fun. I mean, it didn't take up any extra time really. And then I got to the airport and I, like, checked in at 9.15. 15. they're like, okay, security for your flight will open at 10. So, it's like, oh, security's not even, like, open yet. Even though there probably were earlier flights, let's say. But I guess it just opens as things go on. So, yeah, went through security. We left early because everyone was checked in and boarded on the plane. So, I'm still 45 minutes back to Guatemala City. Had maybe, like, a three- hour layover there or something yeah we get in they take you like right to baggage claim and then I went through custom showed my qr code again went out the same exit I went through I exited from when we I originally landed in Guatemala City like on my way into the country and again crossed the street to the parking deck went up to level three went through the regular entrance and then I had to wait in a lot in a long line in front of Frontier's desk because they only opened that desk three hours before the flight and it was yeah maybe a little over three hours that I got there so that was long and you couldn't because there are travel restrictions on Guatemala you have to pick up your boarding pass from the desk going into and out of the country so yeah waited in that super long line and then I could finally go through. I picked up some more souvenirs at the airport. They have, I mean, they have coffee beans and chocolate and textiles and everything. So like I, I waited to buy chocolate until I got to the airport because I didn't want it to melt or anything. And yeah, some snacks. I got a smoothie, ate my sandwich. I think I also finished my like nut and fruit bag while I was waiting for front in the frontier line. Yeah, I just sat. And everyone boarded the plane early. We were starting to leave early. Then someone had like um a little health problem, but we had literally like just backed out of our gates. We just went whoop, right back in. Um we left a few minutes late, but that was like no big deal. We still landed on time in Atlanta. So no biggie. Oh, on the flight there I had there was a sea turtle on the wing, a green sea turtle on the wing. So like Frontier is like the greenest airline, probably because they I charge you so much for baggage and it makes you rethink bringing baggage other than your personal item but i don't know and they don't like have free snacks and everything which is fine i bring my own snacks i bring my own liquids whatever but yeah so like each plane has a different animal at the end of its wings um so on the flight there i had green sea turtle which i worked with before and then on the way back, I had a horned puffin, which was just what uh, one of the animals I worked with on my internship over the summer. So I thought that was really nice. So yeah, then I just flew back through another three and a half hours about. And on the TAG Airlines flight from Flores to Guamala City, they had a bunch more drinks available. So they still had like water and Pepsi like they did the first time. But they also had like grape soda, apple juice, I think peach juice, and maybe some like tea. So, yeah, that was cool, like, complimentary, of course. So, yeah, I landed at about 9 p.m. And customs for us and for foreigners was a breeze for everyone. We just went, whoop, right through. And, yeah, and then my boyfriend picked me up and got home safely by, like, 10 p.m. So, it was good. Everything went smooth. Everything was great. Okay, so some souvenirs, bat like, coffee beans. They'll range from, like, I saw anywhere from, like, 50 to 70 quetzales. I'm not sure about at the airport what the pricing was. But prices didn't seem too bad at the airport. They also had a lot of, they also accepted U.S. dollars, at least at some places in the airport. And some prices were, like, listed as U.S. dollars instead of quetzales. But you could still pay in quetzales. I got a big bag of coffee beans from uh, a Bo Cafe in Flores. And then I got a magnet from Tikal with a koali on it, and that was 25 quetzales and a keychain that was 20 quetzales. For the vendors at Tikal, just go around to the different vendors, checking out their different prices, because um, you'll definitely see like a big range. Like the keychain I got for 20 quetzales, someone else said they were selling it for 35, which is like almost two dollars more so like mm, I'm not really sure or like I ended up buying the magnet and the keychain from the same place and when I asked about the magnet like they were like oh 30 and then I was gonna get the keychain and they said that was 20 and they're like oh if you buy the magnet we'll do it for 25 which is the cheapest I saw it for elsewhere too so I just got them both in one place so yeah inexpensive and then I think I got two things of chocolate for 104 quetzales. One thing was like 10 US dollars and the other was like three US dollars. So there's a range of prices. And the three US dollar one was like more of a drinking chocolate. So like you break it up and like hot milk for me, hot soy milk um, and drink it that way. But yeah, the smoothie at the airport was 32 quetzales, which like everywhere I was seeing smoothies was like 30, 35 like. like on the island and everything so it didn't it wasn't like an airport up charge or anything so yeah overall good smooth trip I got like a drink and some gummies for my boyfriend at the airport and that and uh concas for his family like a little pack of concas. and that was like 43 44 cut salads for like total for all four things so you can get cheap airport snacks um which is really good but yeah oh um Spanish I don't speak Spanish I thought well I've been doing Portuguese on Duolingo for a long time the week before I left I switched that to Spanish and I wasn't the best with it but you know what I had unlimited data so Google Translate was my best friend but there are a few Phrases maybe you wanna know. Sorry if I slightly mispronounce some things. Do you have change? TNA cambio? They also say ATM. It's just like ATM. Like they know what you mean if you say ATM. Just by throwing that out there. What is vegan? K-S Vegano. Um, is anything vegan? it's algo vegano? I also used puedo pedir esto. Gesto? No. Puedo pedir esto hecho vegano, which is in the like can I order this made vegan um, or something? So yeah, that was neat. And then like, la comida para llevar. take the food to go. So yeah, I just like took screenshots of some common phrases I would use. You can definitely just do that before your trip if you're not going to have data. I did end up having two conversations when ordering food completely in Spanish. I did not understand white everything they were saying but I got through it and everything turned out exactly how I wanted it to so I was like a little pat on the shoulder I did not expect that to happen while I was there but yeah that definitely I've never been so inspired to learn a language I definitely hope to do that more. My boyfriend, Ryan, speaks Spanish pretty well. So he said we can try speaking around home sometimes too. I definitely keep up with Duolingo. The Duolingo setup for Spanish is so much better than the setup for Portuguese. Like, oh, so much better. I, like when you make a mistake and it tells you like, this is the error. And like, when I use esta, instead of s or something like it tells you like the differences between the two i'm like that is so helpful (laughs) or like it asks you a question in spanish and then you respond in spanish like choose a spanish response i'm like yes why don't they have that kind of stuff for portuguese i don't know i guess more people want to learn spanish but yeah never been so inspired to learn another language before. Um, With that being said, I hope that you guys enjoyed listening to this podcast episode. Definitely leave me your solo travel tips if you are a well-seasoned solo traveler or at least have more than what I have under your belt. Or if you've been to Antigua and hiked Vol- uh, Vulcan Akatsunango, I really want to go back for the dry season to do that. My past ends at the end of April so maybe um, my birthday's around the end of April so maybe around then I'll go back um, after spring break season when prices are hiked a little and definitely leave any questions you have below I would be more than happy to answer. Um, I'll also leave a link to at least like one of oibi's videos from his trip so you can just get a different perspective and also see a different part of Guatemala and maybe you want to do like Antigua and Flores and Decon, the volcanoes and everything in one go. Okay, there were so many people, so many British people traveling. I'll just say that. But like the couple I met had been there for like five weeks and I think they still had a little more time on their trip to go. Um, The American was starting in Nicaragua, I think like two months ago and still has like, a month and a half, at least, of backpacking. There's no set end date for him. Yeah, lots of people are just, like, spent, like really taking the time and spending weeks in Central America. But, I mean, especially if you are coming from, like, Britain and stuff, it takes a lot longer to get there. So it kind of makes sense for them. And they get those kind of longer holidays or vacations than us in America do. But thankfully for us, it's shorter flights. And thankfully, I have that all-you-can-fly-pass. So... I get them, I just have to pay like taxes and fees for those flights. But yeah, thank you guys again for listening and I will see you, see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's Long Distance Sisters. Be sure to subscribe for more episodes and leave a good review. And check out the video version on our YouTube. channel. You can find all of our other social media information in the description.